Hello, welcome to the Big Planet Comics Podcast. This is episode 160. Um, Woo. Nick. I'm you, Kelly. Nick, somebody. <laughs> I'm Kelly? Jared. Jared. I'm getting there. You there snuck you. up on there. us with that one, Nick. Woo. <laughs> Slipped it in there. Gone quick. Yeah, it never happens. Um, <laughs> so how is everybody? Good. How are you? You uh, missed a couple from being yeah, sick I've been, and or lazy. Yeah, and sick and dying yeah. things. So how are you? Good. I'm glad the Dumb. dying didn't okay. happen. <laughs> You're I'm mostly okay. Okay. Good. I am alive. Yeah. Yeah. Best we can ask for. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're here to talk about comic books. Yeah, comic books, comic book related things. Graphic novels. Yeah. Possibly drawn books. <laughs> <laughs> Writing with pictures. Trick-or-treating. And trick-or-treating. Yeah, did you yeah. trick-or-treat, Nick? Uh, I did not. Oh. Well, uh, what did Weren't I Weren't you in costume? I was in costume. As a sick man? Two different days. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's right. You guys got all dressed up. One day I was dressed as Goku. Nice, Which is pretty sweet. Oh my gosh, do you take pictures? I see uh, that. No, I didn't take any pictures. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, the second night, I was dressed as. It's a long story. Basically, uh, <laughs> there's a there's a car- Disney cartoon called Jake and the Neverland Pirates. Okay. And uh, a few days, a few weeks earlier, I dressed as uh, Jake for my uh, godsons. We took him to this uh, Disney thing, and he was dressed as Captain Hook. And on Halloween, I dressed as Jake. Thirty years later. Who had a punk band called Jake and the Neverland Pirates? <laughs> I I looked pretty much the same except my hair was more messed up. Uh, I looked fatter and uh, I had eyeliner. <laughs> it was good. It was a good time. How old's your godson? Uh, he is three. Did he get your joke? No. Well, he wasn't there. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> this was a separate party. Okay, okay. He got the first one. <laughs> it was just Jake. Uh, what'd you guys do? Anything? Uh, I gave out lots of uh, candy and comic books to for- kids. Hopefully to kids. No, I got some teenagers at the end who were like showing up in hoodies, and some of them would have a scream mask or something. Give but only some, some of them, pretty much. They're just like would stand there, and I'm like, "You got any beer?" <laughs> yeah, I'm like, "Can you say trick or treat?" I don't mind your terrible costume, but <laughs> but yeah, uh, we had some really adorable kids. Like one, like I saw one kid come up as a little Iron Man, and then as he's going down the stairs, another kid came up as Iron Man. I'm like, "This is the best team up ever." <laughs> oh my god, someone was also Captain America. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, like all the superheroes are doing so well. Uh, but one kid was like, look, books. He was super excited. That was my favorite. <laughs> what have you been doing, Kelly? Uh, I went to Artomatic. Oh, man. I still haven't gone. Yeah, yeah well, I, I mean, it's it's going through December. So, yeah. yeah. It's huge. I've never yeah. actually been to one before. And, and yeah. Where is it set up this time? It's in Hyattsville, Maryland. It's like, oh, really? Yeah, at the end of the Orange Line. It's not Weird. far from the new Carrollton, Carrollton okay. stop. Because yeah. I went to it when they did it in Arlington, like in an old office building yeah. that was going to get torn down. It's it the was same. Super, okay. Yeah, it's what's what they do is Weird. they take over old buildings. So yeah, no, it was it's huge, 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 huge. Lots and lots of people there. Lots of really cool stuff. Yeah. So, Sweet. I might have yeah, to go. you can go walk for hours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I did thing. like three floors, and I was like, ah, I've seen a lot. What, is it open all day? Uh, yeah, actually, oh, really? yeah. I'm off tomorrow, maybe I'll huh? look at the Look at the hours yeah. online. I know, like, on the weekdays, it's really just sort of, like, wide open. Awesome. I remember uh, Christian, who's our subscriber at the Vienna store, mm-hmm. I went there once, and he had art up. I was like, what the? Yeah, no, he had, <laughs> yeah, he had I didn't art know this he, time, too. I know, oh, I was like, oh, That's I didn't cool. know you did art. Yeah, yeah, and I ran into another just customer yeah. at the Vienna store nice. who... I, we ran into each other, and I didn't even realize he ex- had an exhibition in there as well. Oh, he did too. Yeah, oh, I wow. didn't see it. Yeah, big um, planet people. Well done. But yeah, and then a girl I went to college with, who I didn't even know made art, had <laughs> oh, a thing wow, there. Nice. So yeah, it was it was pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah, I remember they had the peep exhibit where they made all the art out of peeps. Yep, yeah. My friend did like, a peep sure. diorama. There well, you they go. They do that every year. Yeah, but they put them all on display for it. Oh, did they? That's awesome. Yeah. They did they not put them on display now? I don't know. Yeah. I just had never seen them in person. I just saw pictures. They're pretty awesome. All right. 
There you go. The Comprehensive. Yeah. We got so much news today. Well, we got not really that much news, but we have uh, some announcements about our signings we got coming up. Oh, and uh, we're also being part of a new event that's coming up. Uh, Tell us about it, Jared. November 28th, uh, Saturday, which is the Thanksgiving weekend in American territories. Uh, it's going to be the first uh, local comic shop day, which we are participating in. It's kind of modeled on Record Store Day, where it's like trying to get people to not buy stuff online and go into their local shops and support their local businesses and stuff. And so it's a kind of experiment. We'll see how it goes. But basically, there are 21 exclusive variants or versions of stuff that you can only get at your local comic store if they're participating and not all the stores are. So some of the stuff is super, super limited edition. Right. Um, but I know there's like a variant cover for all new Wolverine, the new one coming out. Um, there's a bitch planet hardcover, which yeah. is also extremely limited and a couple of other variant covers and stuff, which would be pretty cool. So I'm not quite sure how we're going to get these handed out to people or sold to people. If it'll be like enter a raffle or donate amount to the, a charity or something or just buy a certain amount you can get to buy one of these things or something because we didn't get a lot because <laughs> they did not make a lot we'll figure it out but yeah we'll let you know but anyway uh stop by any of our stores and hopefully we'll have some cool stuff for you yep then we also we have a signing with jen vaughn yep who's jen vaughn uh she Tell us, used to work for fanographics i believe it's one of the people mm-hmm. but now she's one of the spx uh crew and she has her new comic uh avery fat bottom renaissance fair detective and she'll be signing that. And apparently she's also the colorist on the new Archie series, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. That sounds great. <laughs> uh, and she'll be at our U Street uh, store in Washington, D.C. on December, December 4th, 4th, which Friday. is a Friday from 5 to 7. So stop by and say hello and get some cool stuff. Yeah. And then on, uh, later in the month and on the 12th, we have Alex DeCampi and Carlos Bede McNeil uh, doing a signing for the book No Mercy, which if you haven't read it, is awesome. It's a bunch of about a bunch of kids that uh, crash in a bus in uh, Mexico. If you like uh, teenagers <laughs> dying, this book is for you. Oh my goodness! What a <laughs> what a sell! <laughs> what a sell! Well, Alex DeCampi also wrote Archie vs. Predator, which came out in a nice hardcover. If you like, that is also about teenagers dying, dying at the hand of Predator. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that Saturday, awesome. December twelfth. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be at our uh, Bethesda store from noon to two. Yep. And then they'll be at the U Street store from 3 to 5. So yep. Got some signings. Hey, come on by, everybody. Then some actual news. We got the first trailer for Preacher. Woo! What'd you guys think? I haven't actually watched it. Oh, you didn't watch oh, it? Oh, should we, should we <laughs> do your homework? Restart no. and do this whole thing? No. no. Oh, man. I kind of want to. Did you like it? I loved it. Yeah, I thought um, it was pretty good. I've never read it, so I'm sort of. Oh, yeah, whoa. Yeah, that's kind of. Wait, Nick, you've never finished Preacher, right? Yeah, I need to finish it. Oh, so. my gosh. You guys are hilarious. It is right. a long story why I didn't finish it, but yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Preacher is one of the kind of quintessential Vertigo success stories. Uh, it's now out in six big softcover books. Uh, it's by Garth Ennis and largely by Steve Dillon on art. Um, and it's basically a guy who gets a supernatural power and uses it to try to track down God and confront God about why the world is terrible. And on the, along the way, all kinds of weird adventures and supernatural stuff happens. Yep. He's got a vampire friend. Does have a vampire friend. Uh, runs into an ex-girlfriend who is now an assassin. That sort of stuff. Uh, but the beginning of it is he's uh, a preacher in a very small Texas town and basically has a ruined life. And you kind of figure out why things have gone so bad for him. So it looks like the trailer is just showing those scenes in that little town when he's kind of losing it and telling. Okay. I think there's a, a key moment where he confronts the town and says... 
I know what everyone confesses, and I know all the secrets of this town, and I'm just going to tell everybody. Yeah. And it kind of goes really badly. There's like a quick cut of like a bunch of clips with like Cassidy, like yeah, killing people, the vampire. Yeah. Yeah, and it's played by the oh man, what is his name? Uh, he was on Misfits. He was on Misfits. Yeah, Yeah. I don't remember his Um, name. Yeah, he played Rudy. What do you think? He's great. Yeah, and I'm excited. Yeah. It's the main guy is Howard Stark, right? Dominic yeah. Cooper. Oh, that's why he's so familiar. Yes. I knew the name and I couldn't recognize him without the awesome mustache. Yeah, it looks awesome. Interesting. I'm pretty excited. Uh, yeah, they've updated a few things, uh, which I think is good. I'm curious to see how, what they'll get away with on AMC. Yeah, it is mm-hmm. definitely one of the most over the top, both graphically violent and sexy and blasphemous and just over the top in every possible way they yeah. could pushing buttons and it's seth rogan producing right so yep. yeah who's a huge fan of the series so it we'll looks like they're keeping it gets away with. pretty close to the series but yeah there's some st- i feel like the blasphemy will be more offensive than a lot of the other stuff but yeah we'll see all right uh that's all the news we have for today and we got some questions the first and only question is from ash ash says is that is that Ash from Pokemon? I hope so. The Pokemon trainer? I hope so. <laughs> I really do. Because the question is about Squirrel Girl. Uh, do you think Squirrel Girl's arm hair is all natural or costume? What? <laughs> this is easy. This is easy. This is easy? Oh. Do you know yeah. the answer? I don't. Let's, well, let's go to our Squirrel Girl expert, Well, she Kelly. has a tail, so why wouldn't yep. it be natural? Is the tail natural? Yes. Is it? Yeah. Mm. Have you read the new Squirrel Girl issue? Yeah, well, it's yeah, disgusting. But, but does she have arm hair when she's not in the costume? Like when she's just going to school? I don't think she does. I mean, maybe it's like a... Because you see her like at class and stuff. I think she's I just wearing I have honestly never noticed. Like, is it heavier when she's in her... Yeah, she's got like some, some thick arm hair. Oh. I don't know, maybe, maybe it's, it's a right. werewolf thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when she enhances her Squirrel Girl powers. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe it is costume. Maybe she doesn't. Uh, maybe the tail is too. No, <laughs> it's like no, no tails, tails a serious thing. Maybe she just has a big butt. No, <laughs> nope, she makes a crack about that. That's yeah, a joke that's about disgust. it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, why would you take the time to like apply heavier arm hair? <laughs> <laughs> why would she do any of the things she does? Squirrel girl. It does make the costume cooler if yeah. that's what it is. No, I think it's. I think it's natural. I think it's just a thing that she can. She can hide. She can hide. I don't know, yeah. We gotta look at. The oh, issues. so maybe that's it. So maybe when she's not in costume, she's like toning it down to blue. Does she in. wear long sleeve shirts? I don't see. No, yeah. I, don't I don't think, think she does. So. All right, we're gonna say wow. Maybe. I mean, honestly, <laughs> when I woke up this morning, I didn't think about whether I would be considering Squirrel Girl's arm hair. So <laughs> that's why we're the most comprehensive <laughs> podcast in the multiverse. Thank you, Ash. We're gonna have to find out in a future issue of Squirrel Girl. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. be watching this now. Man, yeah, yeah. I'm Eric, gonna Erica Henderson. We have. <laughs> We're wow. watching. Yeah. We're watching you. Closely. Explain the arm hair. That is a, that is a penetrating question. Somebody tweet at Ryan North and Eric <laughs> <laughs> we, we should. We will. We'll all follow right. up. That's all the questions we got. The one question. Uh, but yeah, anyone else has questions or any comment or anything they'd like to hear us talk about, uh, let us know. We've got podcast at bigplanetcomics.com, uh, Twitter, uh, Tumblr. All of Twitter. Facebook. All of Twitter. <laughs> Facebook. We're just dominating all the social media. So. But yeah, get in touch. Talk, to, ask us in person. Whatever you got. Are we on Tinder? We have been swiped left too many times on Tinder. <laughs> Nobody likes it. Uh, okay, that's it uh, for questions. Let's do some reviews. We love comics. They're swell, except when they're written by Scott Lovedell. I prefer important books like Louis Riel. It's time for reviews. Oh, Kevin, I miss you. Uh, Who? First up, we have Howard the Duck, number one. Number one by again. Chips Darsky. Isn't this the third number one? And Second. Joe Quinones. I'm confused. Yeah, so this is 
another one of those second number ones in a in a year. Um, that's the same team, and it's pretty much just following on from the previous story. Although um, I like that they sort of they definitely it's not a direct continuation like it is, but they make an effort to start a whole new storyline, um, which not everybody's doing. So that was really nice. So this starts with um, Howard's like sidekick or assistant or companion person, Tara. Yeah, Tara. She is revealed to have sort of, um, what is it? She's not a scroll, but she's got these scroll like powers oh, okay. at the end of the last storyline. Right. So that's a thing that's happening. Wait, um, so she's scroll girl? Scroll girl. Oh my God. Scroll girl. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> <laughs> I win. Um, it's hard to say. But yeah, so the the main thing is that Howard has decided he wants to go home. He talks to Doctor Strange about it, and he figures out a place where it can happen, and so that's that's where he's going here. And of course, naturally, it doesn't go to plan. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I thought that was pretty interesting, because that's always been like his shtick, is that he is stuck in this crazy world right. that he's so out of place, but allows him to comment on how ridiculous it all well, is. It's kind of weird, because you think like with all the things that exist in the Marvel Universe, he can yep. find his way home. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So, yeah. Um, oh, unless after Secret Wars. Oh, oh, maybe. Ooh, maybe his world exists again after Secret Wars. Maybe there's like crazy multiverse reveals happening in Howard the Duck. <laughs> it's the most <laughs> integral well, Marvel comic. Well, there's some multiverse stuff happening in That's this That's what I'm saying. There you go. Uh, the other thing is they're doing, Marvel's doing this Gwenpool yep. thing. <laughs> and the first of those is in the back of this issue. Um, and it's what it sounds like. Like Spider yep. Gwen is. It's based Gwen on those random, random Gwen Stacy variants that they did. Yeah, I guess. Um, so this is like a variation of Deadpool, who is Gwen Stacy. And I have to say, I have no patience for Deadpool, and I really like this. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a good sign. Yeah. So yeah, there's this a was, Gwenpool special coming out pretty soon. Yeah. So this was specifically her with Howard and with uh, Black Cat as well, and it was a lot of fun. It's a good team up. Yeah, so that was uh-huh. Howard the Duck, number one. All right. Next up, we have James Bond, number one, by Warren Ellis. Never heard of him. And Jason Masters. Is that the guy from Buffy? Mm. Marsters. Oh, Marsters. It's <laughs> Spike? Yeah. Is yeah. the yeah. art on James. this comic yeah. by Spike? It's James Marsters. James <laughs> Marsters. Evil right. twin. Oh, my gosh, Nick. <laughs> We're on it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So this is James Bond, double, uh, just 07. Interesting. Oh, double 07. There he is. The O's in his name becomes the O. Oh my god. <laughs> Jared figuring out This covers. logo's crazy, I'm just saying. Uh but yeah, so Warren Ellis specifically set out to try to write this series. He was hired by the estate, but that they and he were both trying to make it more like the original novels than the kind of over the top uh craziness of some of the films. Um regardless, it has a very cool opening action scene uh where he is on the hunt for someone who has killed another double O agent. And so you get the cool kind of opening action bits. But a lot of this comic is uh, Bond back at uh, MI6 headquarters being chewed out and being told, you know, how to get in line and be a good agent while it's slowly setting up, you know, what his next mission is and, like, who the big bad guy is going to be for this one. We have uh, Q giving him some gadgets. Yep, some pretty good stuff. We have some great stuff with Moneypenny and with M. And Yep. Yeah, I loved all the character stuff in here than this, all of the... But it seems really it seemed uh, yeah it's a lot more that. violent than your typical James Bond. That's true. There's a lot of fingers cutting, cut off, and yeah, people getting shot in the face and stuff. Well, I uh, um, Warren Ellis has a newsletter, and I get it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh-huh. and uh, <laughs> he was discussing in this basically that you know while he was working with the Fleming estate on this, he really wanted like the opening scene in this is very cinematic, and he fought 
for that. And I'm glad he did because it is such a, like, it's brutal, but it's a magnificent way to open a James yeah, Bond comic. It's pretty intense. It's great. Um, yeah, I loved this. Uh, yeah. yeah, and so the, the twist that they're trying to do is that he might be on a mission where he's unarmed, which I thought was a kind of cool thing to kind of put him slightly out of his element. So yeah. It's got some modern, modern twists. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That was yeah. James Bond number pretty one. Pretty cool. That was pretty good. Uh, next up, we have Klaus number one by Grant Morrison and Dan Mora. Dan Mora, sorry. What did Dan Mora draw? He drew something else that I, I, I didn't like at the time, but I think his art's gotten better. Oh, it was he drew Hexed. Oh yeah, the f- the second the second he- volume of Hexed. But, All uh, up to Hexed. Yeah, his art in this is great. Um, this is basically Grant Morrison doing the origin of uh, Santa Claus. Yep. Uh, which I mean already sounds amazing. Um, it's sexy Viking Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, Vikings. Uh, yeah, he's big and buff, and uh, he yes. has a giant wolf. Uh, but basically, the story is that he um, Santa Claus. I forget. Is that what they call him in this? I, he has a different name, but he's basically Santa Claus. Um, he goes to this his town. Name is Klaus. Yeah, his name is Klaus, but he has a f- different first name. Uh, but he goes to this town that he used to live in, and uh, it's kind of being run by these corrupt. Um, no funniks. Yeah, no funniks. Yeah, wasn't this? I mean, I liked this a lot, but Me too. didn't it remind you of the stop motion Santa Claus is coming to town? <laughs> Maybe it's what it's based on. It's basically <laughs> that. Like, it's a more brutal version of that, and there's some magic stuff, and he definitely doesn't have a wolf in the stop motion. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so basically, but he's, yeah, it's he's, the same premise. <laughs> he's fighting back against corruption in this town, um, with him, his wolf, and his his weapons. Um, and there's a corrupt like little princeling who's who's pretty great um but yeah the uh the twist at the end is pretty insane um i i it's very graham morrison-y um i will say this is like the most accessible graham morrison thing i have read in recent memory so that is nice yeah it's pretty straightforward um except for the weird twist at the end but you find out how santa claus gets his powers um spoiler alert it's aliens or something (laughs) (laughs) we knew it uh but yeah, that was class number one. I really liked it. You yeah, guys like it? was really cool. Yeah, yeah. Really cool. very enjoyable. Uh-huh. <laughs> Especially because you didn't um, quite know what to expect. And you're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's very good. Um, we should move class on one. Next to up, the greatest. We have Monstrous, number one, by Marjorie Liu and Sana Takeda. Yeah, so this, um, I can't, I mean, I'm going to sketch this out for you, you but it is 72 pages long, this issue. So, it, I mean, we can't cover all of it. Um but yeah, so this is this incredible like introduction to this fantasy world that is post-war, post some, like some uh, kind of magical, magical beings magical, and human war. Yeah, exactly. Of. So, so your main character is someone who is a magical being and who is attempting to infiltrate to the human side. Um, so it's going. You're seeing sort of the humans at work. Uh, doing some pretty messed up stuff and then you're also seeing flashbacks of her on the other side and um it's that it's incredible um the art is fantastic um i don't get into high fantasy stuff all that often and i really really loved the way this all unraveled a little bit it's pretty insane there's some some really cool um creatures and monsters that she created yeah there's a lot of animal stuff the world is very well fleshed out yeah this is an amazing world building of very slowly but just it feels so full that as they slowly explain all the bits in background but just all the drawings and all the interactions between the characters and just like 
the types of people you meet and their personalities and it's amazing. Uh, it's almost the, like reading the technology, an yeah. graphic novel kind of. Yeah, it's kind of steampunky magic. Um, so you've definitely got like people with kind of magical guns and like crazy spells and mutated yeah. monsters and. Yep, it's like, kind of like a re- revenge thing. I guess it's it's a little it bit is, of Kill Bill. <laughs> yeah, there's magic. definitely a revenge aspect to it. I've seen some people describing this as a you know as the feminist comic i've seen that a few times <laughs> and almost everyone in it is female which is really cool right. yeah. um They're but all, i think there's nothing really like good overtly too. feminist about it they just it's happen just, to be women yeah there yeah. it's it's which definitely is, a woman's that's story pretty feminist, right, yeah sadly. that is <laughs> well i mean yeah told i mean but it could be they could easily be men or women like it's the story is pretty you know classic kind of there's no like yeah there's no talk of like sexuality or anything like that oh well that's not necessary it's still <laughs> a woman's story no but uh, yeah it's you know it's a woman's story and it's told entirely by women and that's right. a very important and not a super typical thing True. in this day and age in comics. So, uh, but this it's thing pretty is fantastic. Really dark, like it's pretty dark. Yeah, there's some brutal things coming on, but I think it just kind of emphasizes how bad the war was and how kind of messed up both sides have been from it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's not a black and white thing either. Like, there's definitely like people who are like, oh, those are the bad guys, but they've got a lot of nuance to them and. Stuff that happened in the background, we're still not quite sure of everything about. But well, there's definitely some people who are like, "This is definitely a bad guy." Yeah, but it's yeah. not just like, "Oh, they're pure evil." You're kind of like, "Oh." Okay. Some of them are pure evil, like the war, the guard. Oh, all right, that guy's pretty <laughs> terrible. Yeah, uh, but yeah, this is just so amazing and so evocative, and enough developments and twists and surprises, and I want to read the next one immediately. Yeah, it's a cool. Well, hopefully, the next issue is also this long. I wish. <laughs> If every oh, yeah. issue was this long, I don't think it would come out. Oh, my God. Highest recommendation. Everyone yeah, should buy this. Very good. Uh, that was Monsters number one. Next up, we have Nova number one. This is very similar. Uh, <laughs> not at all. Um, so, yeah, uh, this is a new series with the younger Nova, Sam Alexander. Um, who is it by? Who is it by? I uh, forgot. Uh, it's Sean Ryan and Corey Smith. Um, before, it was Gary Duggan, I think. Um, but this is, it feels kind of almost... Not the same, but it's, it's they keep the tone um, similar to before, where it's a lot of uh, stuff about Sam in high school. But the twist now is that his dad is around, and so um, his dad is kind of the second character, and they go around solving problems uh, in outer space, but uh, they have a lot more problems at home. <laughs> um, and then there's a crazy twist involving his dad at the end. I've also read that possibly Richard Ryder might show up in this Oh yeah. So I want to know if the new like Nova family that we met in Infinity Gauntlet is uh, if yeah. we're ever going to see them because Maybe. like I mean I like Sam Alexander yeah. fine but I got so excited yeah, about those. Yeah, they were those. pretty cool. <laughs> I wonder if yeah, I don't know. I haven't read the last issue. Maybe yeah, just the transport wrap and everything it's up. So. as good as the rest of it, I assure you. I'm sure they will. I mean, they must cuz just cuz like, like why I guess eventually there has do to it be otherwise? Like, Yeah, there has to be some kind of Nova core eventually, so um. Yeah, that was Nova number one. Next up, we have Vision number one by Tom King and Gabriel Hernandez. Walter. Walter. Uh, nobody wrote the Walter part down. Wasn't me. Yeah. Uh. So Sorry. this was probably the most surprising thing to come out. Uh, yeah, it was crazy good. Tom King is the co-writer on Grayson, which is also really good. Uh, but he also this... writes Omega Man. Oh yeah, and Omega Man. Also uh, DC local. Yep. So we've had him in for a signing. He lives around here. This book is very uh, DC feeling. If you live in the area, you'll be like, oh, I get it. Oh, yeah. They reference like Alexandria. Yeah. He lives in Arlington. Arlington. Yeah. 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 If you uh, don't live in DC, you'll be like, okay. 
But no, this is pretty well researched. <laughs> uh, but basically, uh, Vision, the synthetic android dude, uh, has a wife now who is also an android. And the two of them decided to con- kind of combine their personalities and build kids. Although I feel like Vision created all of these. No, Vision created all of them. Right. <laughs> But that's what, that's like how his he didn't like he find a kids. wife. He created a wife, right, and then they wife. created children together. Um, and the kids though are combined their personalities so that they're not quite sure how that's they're going to turn out as people. Right. Um, and then they're like moved out to the suburbs, and so this issue is largely about trying to be a normal family and trying not to be too super heroic and kids trying to navigate a school where but it's very unsettling no humanity and yeah are really weird and can face through walls or fly to school and dad occasionally will go off and try to help the president even though he doesn't actually have a job and they're starting to worry about money so it's all these like weird like family drama elements mixed with really weird sort of superhero the fact that he created his family is very uh, disturbing oh yeah uh, he has no emotions now because he turned off all oh, of his yeah. emotions. That yeah. happened. It's really in. weird. <laughs> so there's a lot of like processing how to deal with the weird neighbors. It's good. It's or very good. Vice versa. It's very creepy neighbors. and unsettling and, and interesting. My favorite yeah. joke in this entire thing is that the kids go to what is essentially Thomas Jefferson High School. Yep. Uh, which, <laughs> which is, is if the you're not gifted and talented. Yeah, it's tech a super for super high school. tough. Uh, tech magnet school in this area, but because he couldn't call it Thomas Jefferson High School, he called it Alexander Hamilton High School. Nice. Which is just amazing <laughs> it's <laughs> an amazing great. joke pretty great <laughs> so so many levels um yeah that was vision number one really 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 great yep definitely get uh next up combined we have uncanny x-men 600 and extraordinary x-men number one which kind of i guess lead into each other yeah so yeah. So, so you want to do the first shoot it yeah Let's do x-men uncanny x-men number 600 is written by brian michael bendis with art by Stuart Imonen, uh, Imonen, uh, Chris Bucalo, Sarah Pacelli, David Marquez, Mahmoud Asrar, Chris Anka, and Fraser Irving, because this is a massive, massive issue that is wrapping up so many storylines. Right. It's uh, basically all, it's like Ben is wrapping up all of his X-Men right. stuff. Yep. So it's, um, yeah, so it's framed in a, like, the X-Men are holding an intervention for Beast. Right. Um, but it's jumping between you see like um, Kitty Pride talking to Colossus again after getting engaged to you know Peter Quill, and right. then you get the resolution of um, Bobby coming out as gay and talking to older Iceman, and, and it's Colossus just, trying to meet with his sister again. And yeah, and some of the stuff with like the young X Men. Every possible character storyline that you want to see. It's so good. Yeah, it's really really excellent. Um, and I didn't read. I read some of Bendis's X Men stuff, but I wasn't following along like yeah. meticulously. And I, I loved this issue. Yeah, this is like the kind of dramatic character based stuff that you want X Men to be, yeah. where there's like some crazy developments with like the bigger story of like what the X Men are going to be in the Marvel universe, and the rest of it's just like great character moments and cool bits of characters and, and right. ah, all amazing interactions and twists and developments. Then followed by that, we had Extraordinary X-Men number one by Jeff Lemire and Humberto Ramos. Unravels some of the things that <laughs> yes, happen um, in Uncanny Once X-Men. they've set all that up and <laughs> well, this takes on. place eight, eight months later. Um, but yeah, there's some interesting stuff. Um, we get more of um, Colossus and I- Ileana, his sister. Um, Colossus is, looks awesome in this. <laughs> he's a, now a lumberjack and he's got a beard. Um, 
but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I like the I like the team in this, and I like the way they're all introduced. We get a little bit of um, Nightcrawler kind of being more of a his swashbuckling older self, mm-hmm. fighting uh, demons and such. Um, Storm is stepping up as being a cool Mohawk yeah, leader of the team. She's running again. the school and and running the team. Um, possibly going insane, talking to Professor X in her mind. Um, yeah, you know, like you do. Yeah, and then uh, Old Man Logan shows up. <laughs> that I thought was a nice little bit at the end. That yeah, yeah. So I'll be interested to see sort of some of these stuff. Um, character interactions in the future, especially between Old Man Logan and like super young Jean Grey. It's kind of weird things going on there. Oh boy, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Overall, I like the team, and I liked I liked Umberto Ramos' art a lot on this. Yeah, I think he draws a great classes. Um, but yeah, I was extraordinary X Men and Uncanny X Men. Uh, 101. Not 101. 100 and number one. <laughs> 600. 600. 600. 100. <laughs> You're it's, wrong. Only, it's already on 100. You're wrong. Um, but yeah, that's all the reviews for this week. Yep. If you want to tweet it, let's do it again. Please. Just do something. Send us some questions. Get in touch. <laughs> yeah. Talk to us. All right. That's it. All right. Well, Have a good one. <laughs> See you next See ya. time.